WWDC, or as I like to call it, what, who, don't care. Whoa. Just kidding, I actually do really care about this year's WWDC because there was a lot of interesting stuff that Apple announced and so we have the guy from the Apple channel, Mac Address, Lots of interesting stuff announced. Lots of lots of stuff announced. These uh, these kind of videos they've been doing since the pandemic started just go by so fast, and they have to put everything yeah. in there. And you are feeling that even more now because you had to do a same day yeah, yeah, WWDC yeah. video. Like, Is it out now? It's out. Yeah, we got it out at one a.m. How was that? It was uh, it was great. We like went to the park to film my uh, my piece of camera because they you're, actually you're... did invite the media this year to. The Apple campus. Right. We're just to not media, watch the so. video live. We're not media now. <laughs> See, I kind of like I kind of like the online feel because a they can be a bit snappier, maybe, but who knows? I don't know. Uh, there's also like it feels kind of weird when Apple is like, "Hey, come to our special campus." It feels kind of culty, you know. It's like <laughs> it's like work everyone up. Feels like an MLM sort of like. Uh, but you mean in this, like what they did specifically all this our, year? Our devotees are so, we're working them into a faith kind of frenzy. I don't know if I viewed it in that sense, but. That's how I view it, and I don't like it. I did think it was quite interesting. You're just part of the cult, man. I you just don't think know it was that you've been indoctrinated. Yeah, right. Let's not get into that. But <laughs> what we should get into is what was actually announced at the conference. Uh, yesterday. Yes. Today, today is Tuesday, as you know. What uh, was there something that you were like the most excited about? Yeah, I was most excited to see the MacBook Air uh, get updated, but I was most disappointed to see the colors of the MacBook Air is available in, because oh. there were rumors coming out that like you know for for a while that the MacBook Air would come in similar colors as the iMac, and if we look at you know the historical precedence of the original iMac and then the iBook. Um, which came out in a couple of funky colors at the time. And it was like my favorite computer. I was also, you know, a child. So it was it very much appealed to that. <laughs> the first thing, so we're talking about a MacBook Air and the first thing you want to talk about is the color? Yeah. It's, yes. What about absolutely. the fact that, what about the fact that it looks like a MacBook Pro uh, squished now? That sound. that's great actually. Let's, um, Do we have a visual for that? Here's one. Ding. Nice. All new design. Look at it. So this is the midnight color, which is probably the most colorful of it. Uh, Midnight is kind of Apple's almost black with a bit of blue. The problem Silver, is that they're kind of- which is, we know. Yes. Space gray of the uh, Starlight, which I have not been a fan of Starlight oh. since it came out on the iPhone, um, and then Midnight. Oh, so that's not how it, it's, a, it's a lot more formal to, in a sense, than the iMac. Um, and there's an interesting kind of, I guess, aspect to the MacBook Air where it is a little bit in this interesting kind of almost pro space where yeah. we get these performance improvements and a media engine that includes ProRes acceleration while kind of maintaining that super light, fanless, uh, you know, efficient design. It's funny because I've been I've been kind of a humming and hawing about the Apple Silicon transition because as we've been getting to the more performant aspects to it, I've been sort of discovering like it's a bit harder to figure out and see the performance increases and, and also to, to see the benefits of uh, Apple Silicon's efficiency because like on a desktop you just plug it in the wall it's always getting electricity you don't right. need the efficiency other than keeping your house cool I guess 
But like I've been, I switched to this, and like the knowledge and, that maybe you're helping with the yeah, environment in a yeah. very tiny, or that, big like, way. or it's like an incredible. You're just you're getting like a really efficient processor. Right. And like that's an incredible. Thing oh to sure, think about. yeah. yeah. But you like don't I, another space heater. Yeah, but like to to remind myself of what made Apple Silicon so revolutionary, I've been using this Intel MacBook Air, this 2020 model, and oh. it is insanely slow. I am staggered <laughs> at how how slow and hot it gets. Wow. Compared to one of these things, like it is, it is incredible. Like it is mind-boggling. It's it, it, we're now at a place where like this is mind-bogglingly bad. <laughs> well, and they they showed one of those graphs that they showed uh, during the presentation. Uh, yes. uh, See, I had I think the M2 is like I forget exactly what it was, but the 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 leap up of above the M1 version of yes, the MacBook Air was like around thirty percent, thirty-five percent. So they said, what is it? This is well. This is an Intel laptop, but they did say that it's like 15 times faster than the Intel MacBook Air with a with a uh, i5. Yeah, so that's, in like that's that crazy. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, like it was. It's smart of them to show these graphs showing just how far M2 has has taken like mobile performance of especially ARM-based you know desktop class sort of. Not, yeah. Not okay. I don't want to say that. People are going to call me out. Oh no. But like how far Apple has taken mobile laptop chips. Uh, uh, you know, since since the last like uh, Intel powered Macs, that's it's it's crazy. Yeah, and Apple Silicon, I really I'm kind of convinced that Apple Silicon is really about the mobile laptops kind of space. The efficiency mm. is really for making laptops better. Um, desktops desktops never really need I guess haven't needed that much efficiency because um, usually instead of efficiency you just you take the same amount of energy and have more performance right. out of it. But so let's talk about M.2 specifically then uh, for a second. like the drive? Or so, <laughs> the M2 <laughs> chip. The new Apple okay. Silicon M.2 yeah. SSD. You can plug it in your iPhone. <laughs> um, what a dream. M2 has now up to 24 gigabytes of unified memory, yeah. up from 16. Yeah, that's which, a uh, as a top option. Yeah. But have you looked at what the, the MacBook Air get, can do? Can that do yeah. up to 24? Yeah. Yeah. It can. Yeah. See, that's crazy. You got the two chips against the, the thing. One of them now can become a 16 gig chip alongside an 8 gig chip, and then you're going to have two 8s or two 4s. Oh, right, that's right, That's basically right. how it works. I mean, I think memory was a big bugbear for people with the MacBook M1 MacBook Air, it not having enough. Mm. Um, and so I think this at least will help satiate those who want a fanless design, but a little bit more, more memory. Yeah, and I think I'm it's interested to see thing. how well this does because with the old MacBook Air, it at least kind of had that tapered body so you could understand how there's some sort of like airflow going on in there. But this is just like so flat. It's yeah, crazy, it's like a tablet. Maybe they have more, more material for the heat to dissipate mm. through. Uh, we also have a 10-core GPU now. Yeah, two more uh, cores. Two more cores, and but that was one of the big things they they talked about at the at the presentation. They were like, okay, big big thing that is going to make the performance jump here is graphics. They, yeah, they really wanted to talk about gaming. Oh, you want to go to there? I think the issue with gaming is not about you know Metal Three needing you know whatever upscaling, <laughs> and it's maybe more about like the structural situation of you know how the app store works and right. the relationship with the developers who make the game. And but, like whether developers want to go through the trouble of like optimizing you, their games for this new chip. For metal, yeah. yeah. For using, and using Apple's you know development, you know hardware, whatever they call it. They announced two developers developing games for uh, Mac OS, which is No Man's Sky is gonna come, and <laughs> Resident Evil 
uh, the village. Which are like, you know, Big titles. are not games to really shake a... No, but they've been out for a while. Is that even a proper term to use there? Shake a stick at? It's not games to dismiss because No, no. Man's Sky, I think like, if you haven't really paid attention, No Man's Sky has turned into one of like the coolest, best games yeah. out there right now. Yeah, but I also have it for my PS4. So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I already you can bought play, it. Yeah, everyone, you can play it anywhere else. It's not like a super, super demanding game. And even the footage they were showing of Resident Evil Village, they were like, look how smoothly this is running. I'm like, it looks kind of Yeah, those games will be fine and fun for people who want to play them on their Mac, but it's just going to be a long, difficult okay. slog for that. Time. I want to move on to the things that I really want to talk about. It's your it's your show. I talked about all the things I want to talk about oh, in really? my video. So oh, so just watch that. So let's just jump to the thing that like blew my mind in okay. this presentation. Tell, okay, tell me, tell me, tell me. The thing that blew my mind was the iPad. Oh, OS stage yes. manager. Let's get a visual of this up you here. You get a visual because that, that is crazy. So now on iPad OS 16, you'll be able to not only resize windows on iPad. Like before, you could snap them to one side and yeah, do like yeah, the splits yeah. view, and you can you can change the proportion of what app you see or whatever. But now you have floating windows in iPad OS. Uh, the new Stage Manager feature, which is also on Mac OS, which has this kind of like sidebar uh, with app previews, which I also think is kind of cool. I mean, yeah. it's basically like the Windows taskbar, but with the app preview is always open, so you can kind of see, which I really like. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And not only that, but now when you connect an iPad to an external monitor with iPadOS 16, it will actually extend your desktop. This was Jonathan. When I I, did, I made some iPad videos for yeah, LTT. I've done it too. Yeah. I, I haven't done it for, for a while. LTT, but... When Apple first started doing this whole like iPad, it's a desktop class machine. You can use it for pros. You can use it. I, I made these videos and I was like, okay, really though? And I used it as my personal computer for a while. I edited a video on it. Mm -hmm. I like I was like, okay, there's promise here. There's a lot of problems, but Apple has steadily added stuff. It seems like they kind of took a break for a while. And now they're like, we're back, baby. The iPad is 100% just a laptop now. Well, it is. It's not running Mac OS, but like, okay. look at this. Yeah. Yes. You take your iPad, you plug it into your, like, they played at this before. You could plug in your iPad to a larger monitor, yeah. but it was like only certain apps supported a, you know, a, a it specific was, it was external monitor. And video. Yeah. Otherwise, it was just mirror. Well, not only, there was an, a LumaFusion would allow you to uh, have a different view on the monitor than you had on That's your right. iPad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. when, as a default, it was just mirror your screen. That's right, yeah. With these stupid bezels on the side if it's a 16 by nine monitor. Any monitor, This yeah. is just, I mean, this is blowing my mind. I'm pretty passionate about the idea of the iPad kind of being a touch first portable device. And the iPad has a small screen. And so that just brings with it certain uh, limitations that just need to be acknowledged and accepted. So, you know, this stage manager window mode, I don't, I'm not convinced that's going to be that great on, you know, an iPad Air, 10 inch iPad Air or 11 inch iPad Pro. Definitely really? not an iPad oh, Mini. Well, maybe, not, yeah, not an now, 11 the bigger inch. iPad, it definitely helps make the bigger iPad a lot more useful Yeah. Um, in, in that sort of computer desktop style ergonomic orientation. And then it make it's, further useful when you plug into an external monitor. I mean, it really does make the iPad an option as a sole computer for some people who want maybe do still want to set it up at a, as, at a desk. So like, I don't want to say like, oh, this isn't great because 
also you can still use your iPad traditionally. You don't have to grab the little thing in the corner to make your 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 apps into Windows. You can just right. let them. You can, let, you can use the yeah. iPad like an iPad really easily, just as before. Right. This is sort of another layer added on to kind of bring bring the iPad yeah. to the ne- kind of a next step forward. And I think that's actually pretty good. I'm we, curious about the stage manager stuff on the side and how you're going to be able like what if you cover it and how that's all going to work. But Well, yeah, I don't I mean it okay, it looks but, here like you could kind of can come and cover it, but Yeah. Uh, I mean, so I guess if you want to grab an app, you, you have wanna, to like kind of like shift it over. It probably get... won't let you go all the way. For me, coming at those iPad videos, I was excited about the possibility of the iPad uh, being like you know, having the capability to act like a laptop mm-hmm. if you wanted it to, yeah. and also having the capability to like, okay, now I'm gonna take it off if it's dark and like walk around with it with a pencil or whatever and just use it like that if I want to. Right. I loved seeing the idea of a tablet and the idea of a laptop just kind of like smashing together into something that wasn't ugly and janky to use. You know. Right. Right. And it, and it has kind of been janky to use because it hasn't had this capability yet, and now it does. Um, but I hear what you're saying. I talked about this in one of my iPad videos where it's like. Maybe it was a mistake to even try to do this. Maybe we should have just, maybe Apple should have leaned even further into, okay, we're going to make a pro tablet that you only use as a tablet. Don't try to use it as a laptop. Yeah. Like, we're going to optimize all the touch gestures. We're going to optimize everything, like, for that experience, not try to, like, smash it into a laptop situation. It's really, there's a there's a convergence that's extremely difficult to find the line and make sure you don't cross it in the wrong way mm. and, and try and make it work as well and so like for instance when the magic keyboard came out like when i and i also when you know mouse support came out in ipad os i, I kind of saw the way they did the mouse and it was very clear to me that they were not making it like a precise pointer that you find on the desktop <laughs> yeah. right that was as pretty a, funny yeah <laughs> well especially when the, the first implementation of it which was just that big yes that was black circle ridiculous. yeah but so they, they they worked they worked with it to like take the advantage of the some advantages of how what you can do with the mouse and but also maintain the limitations of what you can only do with a finger on on the software and so that I kind of appreciated that um, and so I think that's sort of what this stage manager experience is is also just still respecting the limitations that a touch interface device brings mm. and not trying to push it too far away from that core right inner interaction well I will say that like okay so while stage manager is more like is is very like explicitly like this is acting like a laptop now. Uh-huh. There are other elements that they announced uh, during WWC about iPad OS 16 that are, you know, may may be more in alignment with what you're talking about as like, okay, we're going to keep it a uh, touch first device, a touch first device, but make it better. You know, we have this new reference mode, uh, which I don't, I don't know how useful that'll be. I'm not like a colorist, but apparently this is going yeah, to be I'm useful gonna... <clears throat> for color things because the iPads do generally have. Pretty oh, good yeah. color reproduction. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. It might as well. Like you have a, a really really great screen, and then to not be able to use it f- for something like right. a video workflow, like might as well, right? And then you don't have to have like seven monitors on your desk. Mm. We have uh, display scaling mode, which makes you know people just gives more customization options for people, which is always good. To some degree, that's also I would I, I would interpret that to be to make stage manager more useful on the smaller iPad screen. So you're making the interface. Yes. It, those go, kind of go hand in hand. Then. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really just. But to help it that might, along. you know, it, I, I think it, it has always like even when I'm using an iPad. Yeah, a little bit just of density, by itself. It'll be good. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, I, lo- I want to zoom out a little bit. I want to zoom in. Yeah, density um, will be good there. 
Uh, there was also, I don't see it here, but there was virtual memory swapping. Oh yeah, I know, that's, I something, guess... that's something when they announced it, I went, wow, and then kept forgetting about. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I think that's a big deal, actually. If you have too much in your RAM, then it'll put some stuff that you're not using into your SSD um, f temporarily just to, to be there so you can reference it still. Oh, okay. And so it basically means that you could have Windows open. Because the way iPadOS had been dealing with RAM before was it would just flush. If, if an app you hadn't used in a while would just get flushed from your memory, mm. and then when you go back, you'd have to reload it. Oh my gosh, yes, which that is happens like, so it's often. It's so annoying, right? But on and that's, iOS and iPad. That's because it didn't. They never had swap in iPad OS. So this will be this will be a big deal in just making the iPad feel less annoying sometimes to use. But they ha it has lots of RAM now. But um, yeah, but it also they have to do this for a windowing mode because you can't just hide the app that's going right. to get flushed away. The app preview is always there on the side. Yeah, or or it's you leave the windows up and it's just still running in the background. Yeah. So they had to implement stage manager and the windowing they had to also implement swap memory. I don't See, I always thought I always just thought that was because um you know they they did that killing apps in the background thing because iPhones and iPads can get away with having Lesser well, that's the reason yeah. why they can get away with, away with not having very much memory yeah. because yeah. they're so good at managing the background stuff. Yeah, that, them being good at managing the background was you have to re you have to reload this app and you're no longer in the place you were in where you on on the feed yeah yeah exactly <laughs> scroll all the way down again uh. oh you know what I was wrong what were you wrong about the thing I was most excited about oh from, from yesterday's announcement tell me there's show a, there's us there's a weather app oh there's a weather app for iPad now iPad didn't have a weather app before and now it has a it, now it has a weather app. I know I actually was really excited about it. Everyone's freaking every, people are rioting in the streets cuz they're so happy. But there's still no calculator. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on from iPad I think, right? Yeah. No, oh there there was something about uh, collaboration freeform. That's this like shared browsing thing is kind of cool. Shared yeah. tab groups. But like everyone has to have an uh, Apple device. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, like there were a lot of these things collaboration and share play and all that sort of stuff that like it was very much for like remote work and the pandemic. And I could, I, all I could think of it was like the controversy Apple was having, I don't know, a month ago where their employees were like, we don't want to go back to the office. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then, so then Apple's making these features to make remote work, you know, more, more convenient. Uh, should we talk about iOS? Oh, and also about iPadOS. They're, they're the, it was cool to see them talking. Well, they've talked about desktop class apps a lot in the past, but now they're like, oh, there's an API. So now you can make your, App, I, I'm, uh, I'm still a little confused about what that means. I think I have to investigate that. A I bit think further. I think they're like making it easier for developers to incorporate like things that you would naturally expect to have in a desktop app, like you know, native renaming, undo, find and replace, customizable to toolbars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas before, it's like you get the app, and that's kind of what the app is. And now there's probably going to be more customization and stuff. I will just say this: iPadOS has finally earned its name with this release. Mm. I think that's probably would be the best way to sum it up. Is that's it's super it's, big of you to say that. It's earned its name. And I, I wow. think that's I think that's laudable. I think now we're Honestly, seeing the things... iPad become its own thing and I think that's a good thing. And, and even when I've been doing videos about iPad, I've been talking to people and they're like, yeah, I use the iPad as my main computer now. Like Nicole. Really? Yeah. The what? whole video is like she uses her she got an iPad Pro a couple years ago. She oh, didn't really sorry. use it that much. Not a, not for editing. No, not for editing. Because <laughs> well, Nicole's does, an editor. She, she has things she does on it, you know crafty things workflows she's developed these workflows to make it work but she she switched to using the ipad as her personal yeah. computer at home i mean and so i think this will just help people who who are already in that process and um you know the power to them the thing that will always keep me back from like getting super super truly excited about the ipad because of like it's cool for me to it's cool to see things products change like this and yeah. evolve yeah 
But the thing that will always keep me back from being like, oh, this is an amazing product that Apple has made is the fact that they're just so freaking expensive for what they do. Like you can get, like in order to have a la uh, an iPad, wait, if you're buying an iPad to use it as a tablet, sure, you don't need to buy any accessories. Maybe like, especially the smaller ones, you know, buy an iPad mini, buy the iPad, uh, whatever it is, ninth the, gen the, or whatever yeah, it is, the, the, the base model. Base, yeah. um, but if you want to use an iPad Pro or an iPad Air as your computer, you're also going to be wanting to buy the keyboard attachment uh -huh. and maybe some other things. Yeah. And at that point, now you're looking at like sixteen hundred twenty two thousand dollars. It's the same price if you were to get a Samsung with the same sort of performance and, and accessories. It's a very Samsung close. tablet? Yeah. Sure. I guess it's more about um, tablets in general. I guess yeah. if you want to use a tablet yeah. as your main computer, you're paying a premium for the privilege of like trying out this. Uh, cutting edge form factor that is actually not very cutting edge has been around for a long time. You know what I mean? I'm upset about it. But it, but now, but are you less upset now that the iPad is more capable so it's actually coming up to its price point? I think it's just like, I'm thankful for the people with a lot of money who <laughs> will go and buy these products so that Apple keeps, you know, fiddling around and innovating. Okay, I want to talk about iOS because we've Basically talked about most of the other stuff. Really CarPlay's like new. Time. There's gonna be new UIs for CarPlay. I'm mad about that. Blah blah blah. I'm so deeply. Watch, watch OS. They've got this drug scanning thing now. Yeah. Which is interesting, but also scary because then you're sending your prescription information but into they, the cloud. But they protect and, your privacy. Yeah, and they uh, also scan your photos for child stuff. Right. I guess they're still doing that. I can't. Remember and they also Apple announced story. at WWDC. Everyone was so excited about it. They announced that they invented a new smart home standard. In collaboration well, with blah, 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 other companies, blah, 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 we created a new standard, Matter. I didn't interpret that. I did well, not I didn't interpret that way because I knew that they didn't make Matter, but it kind of sounded like that. Oh. And I was like, is there a joke here? Not really. The, Let's move I, on. The joke I made was <laughs> there were some, some things they referenced that I was like, aren't these features already in your operating system? Like, maybe slightly improved. So, for instance, the when they talked about sports, which is a which was fascinating. Sports, sports. Look at all the sports we care about. Um, the the person said, literally said, you know, you can ask Siri about sports scores. And I thought, yes, I remember that feature being announced ten years ago. Yeah. And then they're talking about this uh, iCloud photo library for families. Mm. And I thought, doesn't iCloud have like a photo album, shared photo album feature that also was announced ten years ago? Yeah, sure and also does. when they were talking about all this stuff, where it's like, oh shoot, uh, choose who you share with, and like automatically, here I got it here, I automatically like upload uh, photos to shared libraries and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm like, this is, I mean, Google Photos has this. Yeah. This, this seems like basic stuff, and I was like, what? You didn't have this already? Yeah. Uh, uh, iOS. Let's talk lock screen widgets. We don't have much oh, time. Yeah, I know we, we got to hurry really, up. Here's my thing. It's great. I love that you can change the font of the clock. Uh, they do this cool thing where they figure out what the subject of your picture is, and they can hide the clock a little bit behind, you know, a person's head or something. Yeah, like that. that's kind of cool. That's and that's part of the whole machine learning stuff they've been adding to iOS, which we could get into if we really wanted to. But basically, the widgets are like watch complications, uh, is what kind of was my take on them. And then notifications are now kind of this like stacky thing on the bottom. They don't take. take yeah. yeah. So it can do this thing where it like yeah, it does a portrait mode thing. I saw Quinn Nelson posting uh, some some examples. Yeah, of the machine learning's pretty neat. Like I've I've been curious. We haven't talked much about the hardware of the neural engine within Apple Silicon, and it's been added to you know A series chips for a couple of years now. Um, and it was always there, 
and they said it can do stuff, but we never really knew what it can do. And right. it, clearly, Apple was sort of leading to leading up to now this sort of thing. So it's really interesting to see how this sort of okay, we get um, processing will make will be able to be used in kind of the real world, so to speak. And right. so right now we're seeing it in terms of like scanning text from video and photos, which is now available, and also now even figuring out what the subject is in an image and taking that out, which I think is really great. Mm. Um, I'm also curious in terms of the neural engines zooming out to maybe the Mac to see how developers are able to access that and take advantage of that. You want to see neural so, so. engine stuff being used on Mac like stuff. in Photoshop. Like if you could, if if the Mac OS op- or the sorry iOS operating system can take the subject out of a photo, like wouldn't that be that? Then you open up Photoshop and it's this big faff to do the same thing. Like w- wouldn't it be nice if that you know that hardware accelerates Photoshop? And so Adobe it makes has sense. to. Adobe, yeah, it makes sense. So Adobe has to figure out how they're gonna, and Apple has to make sure the API is there so that um, pe- the Adobe can take advantage of it. I just don't know where we're at with that. I don't think there's anything else. I mean, obviously, we didn't talk about absolutely everything that they announced, but, you know. You can't. They can't. announced too much. There's, this uh, is why I want to go back to live stage so... stuff so that they are a little more judi- judicious about what they, what they choose to show us. Your iPhone could be a webcam now. That's yeah, pretty nifty. Yeah, that, sorry. That's that was really the great. other big thing I wanted to say, Let's which is kind of. Send in mail, a dream. I'm curious what sort of stands people are going to get and what that's going to do to, like, the hinge sort of situation, having all that weight on the top. Um, I mean, you're not going to have it on there all the time. It will make a difference, but like, but it'll be convenient. It needs to be like easy to put on and stuff like that. So I'm curious how that that workflow is going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, they had this thing where they're they're really taking all the cameras of the of the iPhone and doing like a desk mode f- camera view from the ultra wide and some crazy and also center stage with your iPhone camera. So like, yeah, really, that was cool to see. Really, really going above and beyond. I think yeah. I mean, honestly, webcams have really come a long way, fueled by the pandemic probably, yeah. where people were like had to sit in front of these things for hours. Yeah. And uh, Google has this now in Meet, and uh, various other chat apps have it where, like, there are now, like, virtual lighting effects where yeah. if oh, you're backlit you that, or whatever, yeah. it can, like, dim the background and brighten yeah. you up. And, yeah. yeah. Which you can do with this this uh, iPhone as webcam. So being able to use the, like, really great camera on your phone as a webcam just in an easy way, I think that's really handy. But it'll, it's you'll have to buy a mount, and that'll be a bit of... A bit annoying. Oh, I forgot my other favorite thing from from the this is this is my actually favorite thing from WWDC. It was the di- dictation oh. that the keyboard stays open when dictation you use voice Dictation was also to text. announced at iOS six in two thousand and twelve. Yeah, but I just I saw this and I was like, "What are you talking about? This wasn't <laughs> a thing already." <laughs> like when you use dictation on an iPhone, the keyboard just I goes away. Say it's even worse than that. Sometimes you accidentally hit the dictation button when you're just like. <laughs> fiddling with your phone and then it goes bing and you don't have the keyboard and you have to like you have to wait for it to load up and then you have to hit the done so it doesn't that was so funny to me and he's like and now i can just seamlessly switch between voice to text and if oh i made a mistake i'll just fix it with my keyboard i'm like this is it's 2022 yeah it's a long time coming this is crazy (laughs) anyways so that's basically it yeah Um, there's a lot it's you have have to go to a shoot yeah where i actually am going to be comparing the ipad to an android tablet Oh, well, which Android tablet? A Samsung Galaxy Tab S8. Samsung, when is it comes to... Is that the to, new one? Yeah. Okay. When it comes to um, tablets, Samsung is just the only Android tablet, See, essentially. I made, I did the short circuit for the S8. Yeah, everyone got mad at you for not showing Yeah, they got mad at me because I forgot Dex. about Dex. But honestly, I no one talks about Dex, you know? Can you really blame me? And like, I wish I did because uh, I, all the people telling me to check it out, was I was like, you're right. Dex is really cool. Like, it's basically like it, it puts iPad mm. to shame. 
I've I've used Dex in the past on some like phones, like it's been years. Mm -hmm. But uh, I just thought it was really cool how it's like, okay, this is Android. Are you talking about like Dex onto an external monitor or Dex with on the screen? I didn't know that you could do Dex oh, without an external okay, okay. monitor. Right, right. And so I definitely wish that I could have tried that mm -hmm. out. But like the fact that Samsung has had this feature and they've kept supporting it and I guess making it better because there are people who actually care about it. Yeah. Um uh, in the background for a while is really cool. Like I think Android has the capability to, to serve as a desktop yeah, operating I wasn't bowled system. Over. What's that? I wasn't bowled over by well, it. You're you're never bowled over by anything no, that's I guess not I'm made a curmudgeon. By, I'm such a curmudgeon. By the by the no. jobites. Jobsites. No, 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 that's not how I Jobsians. I'll make a big faff about Android all the time. That's faff, faffy man. <laughs> okay, you have to go to a shoot. And, yes, I do. And I don't care about and Apple at all. And you have to all. edit this. Uh, ding, no, ding. I don't have to. Oh. I edited the last one, but Hoffman will do this one. Love you. Love you, Hoffman. Okay, thanks for watching, guys. We're going to do more talk links uh, more regularly, as you can see. Uh, subscribe. What Rate and review. Re and... <laughs> <laughs> and get put in a good word for us with the receptionist. Subscribe to Mac address.